0: I can't in all good conscience say I'm looking forward to this, but I would imagine that it won't take us too long to comprehensively slag this boob off. (laughs) Welcome to the uh, Playtime (laughs) Jazz Hour with uh, Adam and Mike. Today's uh, pick for the party is a delightful little uh, pup, Susan, I think we call it. Um, It's a certain groovy cat by the name of Mr. G.G. Allen along with his cohort, The Anti-Scene, and they put together a, a delicious little rumba called Murder Junkies. Music for Dunderheads. <laughs> Dunderheads! <laughs> I mean, yeah, I mean, as he said, as we, we briefly mentioned. If, for example, I, I can't imagine why you would, you are the person that has perhaps Typed in G.G. Allen into the search function into your podcast provider of choice and thought, "Ah, oh, great! A podcast finally about my hero." I turn off um, without wishing to offer any grotesque spoilers. Um, I hated it. <laughs> I, I hate it. Do you think I that's don't. Where they got the title for his film? I don't just dislike it. I hated it, and I, I think I hate you. <laughs> Oh, yeah, yeah. As indeed, I didn't watch Hated because I wasn't prepared to pay money to watch it. So I watched a number of short YouTube ones, and I hated all of them too. I hate hated. <laughs> I would like to preface everything I'm about to say with, I would never say any of this to his face. Sue, sue me. I don't think I would say any of it to his face, possibly. Well, obviously, he's dead. Um, I'd go to his grave and shout so, it over so, it. <laughs> Yeah, No, I would shout it at his grave, absolutely. I I don't think I'd say anything to him, not because I was necessarily uh, frightened of him, but because he was a dangerously erratic drug addict. (laughs) And those are not great people to provoke. I mean, this groovy cat was known for bouts of real violence, yeah? Mmm. I think the thing that aggravated me the most, Mike, is uh, all of these people that kept referring to his art. Mm. I was sat in my lounge going seriously where's the art where's the art guys I don't I see no art I'm mm. just seeing a sort of swollen bloated twat shouting at people it's not a wonder that he didn't have a regular band. And he described, he used to talk about going on tour, but according to what I watched, he basically just get on a bus, go to another town, take some drugs, hire a few musicians, shout at people for an hour until they wandered off and have people, <laughs> and then have people say that he was an artist. I love the idea of people just indifferently just slowly wandering away whilst he's still performing. Well, that's what happened! Like, well, night... Some of them ran in terror yeah, some and... Them just just, just <laughs> wandered off. I like to think they've still got half a pint. Yeah, Adam I, then... I did do the action there. <laughs> Not filled with feces. <laughs> and then there's... Uh, of a, him a, bit. a of him still... Because he was often naked for some reason. Often naked. Often naked. It's the title of the follow-up documentary. <laughs> wandering round... Wandering around the streets, just go. I mean, he wasn't a poet. He wasn't interesting. Right. His his facial hair was beat was absolutely ludicrous. It was it was not. A good basically just a man with a sad life who then turned that into horrible music. So I feel we shooting shooting off here, Adam. I feel like we need some context. Sure, whatever. <laughs> Fuck it. <laughs> So for those of you who aren't familiar here and welcome to potentially about one Gigi Allen fan who's still here or, you know, potentially sending us a cocktail acid. If you are still here, the Gigi Allen fan, just mash your hands into the keyboard and I'll know that that means you're cross. (laughs) So Gigi Allen, (laughs) he was a punk singer, songwriter. No, he wasn't. No, he wasn't. (laughs) I'm just gonna, I've got some notes here. I'm going to get through them. <laughs> if you could punctuate everything I say with, no, he wasn't. No, he wasn't. Rain. Look, there was a lot of... There was nothing in punk that said that you were uh, allergic to melody. Yeah. A punk singer-songwriter who performed with many, many bands over the years. He was most famously known for his live performances, which included defecating, assaulting audience members... And self-mutilation. And he was that's arrested. not a gig, is it? <laughs> no, that's a really shitty art piece. Yeah. Awful business. Awful business. And he was arrested several times for the assaults on uh, audience members and frequently had shows stopped after only a few songs, usually because he'd defecate into his hands. And yeah, throw yeah it his I mean, the words shows and songs are doing an yeah, awful defecate. lot of work there, aren't they? D- the guy would... Shout at some people, shit in his hands, and throw the shit at people. Yeah, what would happen was he would take all of his clothes off, wear Nazi insignia, and then just bellow incoherently until people left, and then he'd shit on himself. (laughs) Whether or not anyone was still there (laughs) was bile leave. (laughs) Increasingly smaller or... I mean, if you are going to go the whole... If you're going to go as far as shitting in your own hand, you should at least wait until you've... Well, one, you're in the middle of a supermarket and it's all gone wrong. Or all two, wrong. if you've got a really big audience, but not... I mean, the, the famous bite of the head off a bat thing, that was in like a stadium. Not mm. in some crappy art centre or dive bar. <laughs> well, I, I got confused with you see footage of like some of his later shows and you see the audiences running in terror uh, like him Why coming out from the bottom. They not yeah, hurt? that was gonna be like, the question. <laughs> so, they seem surprised that this man famous for shitting in his hands, taking X lax and shitting in his hands diarrhea like and tossing into the crowd. Some of these people Adam, seem mortified, but this happens to them. Yeah, the number of opera glasses that fell out. <laughs> Monocles. Everywhere. You couldn't move the monocles on the floor. Stepping over them. The number of people that just wandered out, they mopped their brow with their cravats and described themselves as absolutely horrified. (laughs) But why on earth would you go, Deirdre, um, I was thinking about taking in a punk show this evening. Do do, 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 do you follow follow punk? I thought we might mosh. So, uh, Mr. Allen was a prolific artist, recording in punk Just so everybody knows, uh, Mike did do air quotes. Uh, I'm pretty sure you could tell, but I'm pretty sure anything that he says that's vaguely positive will be (laughs) covered with the the blanket of irony that the quotes convey. He was prolific artist, recording in punk, country, rock and spoken word. His music was often poorly recorded and had a little um, distribution, mostly receiving negative reviews. Well, that's because it's awful. Um, I mean, admittedly, maybe this is just a poor representation and maybe some of his other albums are absolute corkers. I'll never know, Mike. I'll never know because I I shan't be listening to any more of it because I hated it. When we try and talk about... uh, If we try and go song by song you're going to be met with a, a pretty blank stare from me because apart from one song, they all sound the chopping same. <laughs> it was just basically, it's not even a riff. It's just... And then mainly just about his willy. He had a cult following, which he maintains even now. His cult following must be thick. <laughs> uh, I bet I, I, would, I would hazard a guess some of them are anti maskers as well. Do you know what? I reckon you're probably right. Mm. Uh, so, Gigi Allen died from an accidental drug overdose in 1993 at the age of 36. He, he was born with the name Jesus Christ Allen. I'll tell you what, you've got to say this for him. He, he looked older than 36. <laughs> He, he lived every screaming moment of his life, didn't he? He did, but his life looked like, I mean, now he's obviously described himself in, in fairness to him. He he practised what he preached and he was a nihilistic son of a bitch. Um, he was. And but his life. life looked horrible. He sounded like he had quite an aggressively bleak life. His father was... Oh, his father was an absolute, an abusive lunatic. There's no denying that. Religious fanatic, and they grew up in a log cabin in the woods with no kind of first world comforts at all. No, and they basically described growing up under the shadow of a man that you suspect one day might kill you in a horrible murder-suicide thing. Yeah, and his mum essentially having to steal them away to actually get away from his clutches, and I think he attempted to kidnap them back several times. So, yeah, when you grow up in that kind of environment, you are got to have some developmental issues, potentially. Yeah, there's, there's going to be one or two skeletons rattling around <laughs> the old noggin. You might write a song or two about them. Yeah, or you could just write songs about your cock. Yeah. So, where we come to meet Mr. Allen in this picture... It was Murder Junkies, his seventh album, recorded with The Anti-Scene, a punk band formed by Jeff Clayton and Joe Young, with a, ro- a rotating membership of over 20 members. Mm. Yeah. Uh, the, <laughs> mm. <laughs> the Anti-Scene had been involved in over 100 different releases. All the, of them bad. All of them. The title, Murder Junkies, I said, before the end of the last, week, the last episode, I said that I imagined this sounded like it was recorded in a sock. And so it came to pass. <laughs> <laughs> when the child is born. <laughs> so, and the title, Murder Junkies, comes from a Texas band that Alan had performed with in the 80s. So he just lifted it from them. In Alan's final years, they would tour as the Murder Junkies, he and his band, Jeff Clayton, describes the album as a mixed blessing. He thought it turned out great, but gave them the stigma as Gigi Allen's backing band. Well, a couple of things. Uh, It didn't turn out great, he's wrong there. Um, There is a- uh, That's your your opinion, man. Yes, it is, and my opinion in this one field is correct. Um, Ah. I think there is often a danger in the punk scene where people accept bad recordings because they think it's somehow rawer, more honest, and more immediate, when in actual it, fact, it just sounds awful. It's part of your, your overall aesthetic of punk. Yeah, but some punk bands still sounded like good. <laughs> oh. Like it was still well recorded. Yeah, you, you, still, you still want to be able to hear what they're shouting about. Yeah, and you should, I think you should be able to tell that there's more than just um, one guitar in it. Like, uh, that perhaps you might be able to hear some of the other minstrels <laughs> thrashing away in the background. <laughs> and, um, yeah, if you are known as Gigi Allen's backing band, there is, that means that your life, your entire creative output, you yeah, know, we spoke before about you, like David Bowie's piano player, mm. and then that's the only thing in your... Basically, when you sadly die, that's the big thing that everybody talks about. That's the headline. Yeah, that's the headline. Whereas your headline is that you, <laughs> you are most famous for being Gigi Allen's band. A man who is most famous for crapping in his own hand. Which is what chimps do. I once did it. I once, what? No, I didn't do it. I watched it once. Just a chimp just curl one out in his hand and then very slowly and deliberately eat it. And it was absolutely fascinating. And I can only assume it's in that spirit that most people went to Gigi Allen shows. Then, whereupon he started cavorting around, then they went, oh, good God, this is awful. <laughs> <laughs> Tell you what, Adam, I'm glad we paid for the seated balcony for that show. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I'd hate being standing section. Well, remember, remember but we just drew the curtains on the box. <laughs> summoned the sommelier and got up that <laughs> reasoning. <laughs> uh, yes, Jeff Clayton, remember him from the anti-scene uh, sorry, the murder junkies. He also said that Alan yeah, was Weren't they uh, Gigi Allen's back in band. You, you know, you might be right there, I think mean, it could be. Oh. He also said that Alan was very professional during recording and his and his personally mm. was mm-hmm. very much his, mm-hmm. sorry, his persona mm-hmm. was very much a stage act. Uh, based on the, I would say, three YouTube documentaries I saw, it was not a stage act. Um, no, he was quite convincingly a madman. I think Jeffrey is perhaps trying to salvage Mr. Allen's reputation. I am enjoying calling him Mr. Allen, by the way, because I don't think he would care for it. <laughs> Mr. Allen was my father. <laughs> <Yes>. Mr. <laughs> Mr. Allen. <laughs> um. Yeah, it, yeah. It, it To say that he was a professional, I believe... Would imply that young Jeffrey has never actually <laughs> has never actually worked with a professional in any capacity. Um, I'm just I, you, I'm just enjoying you letting you go on this one. Just, I don't I don't, I don't I just don't need to say much. Just made me very cross. <laughs> just, I kept turning it on, and after a song or two, going that's quite enough. <laughs> I felt like you know like every dad in, like, a 70s rock and roll biopic who's mm-hmm. going, what oh, the bloody hell's this noise? <laughs> you want to listen to Flanagan and Alan, <laughs> Oh, God. Yeah. yeah. Instead, I, I just don't... I didn't get it. I thought it was horrible. It's not for you, Adam, or many millions of other people. It's not for the, you. The main thing I took... Th- I, was, I was sort of furious with it because... I've listened, as you have as well, to genuinely challenging and, and ag- abrasive music that mm. a, lot of, a lot of people turn their nose up. The poo-poo I, where is where it is. a point of pride that will give challenging music a go. But I didn't think this was challenging. I thought it was too no. stupid. It's challenging, but it's <laughs> juvenile. Mm. Um, I thought I can't play the guitar, but I reckon I could probably learn the, one of these songs in probably six minutes especially if you roll your R's enough. Yes, and I don't know how... I can't stress enough that I don't know how to play the guitar. So, so I think the main reason I decided to choose this out of everything in the world was, firstly, I thought we needed to throw a little bit of a grenade in there because I thought we'd been too... Even with the darkness and rush, there's still a lot of gushing going on there. Uh, and I, thought, I don't you know, know. Both of those bands are really good, so... Yeah, but, but I thought, you know... With, with the whole idea of listening pie, it'd be good to throw in something. So well, we could have a bit of a conversation around something a bit different that neither of us really listen to. Gigi Allen popped up in my head because every once in a while I'm reminded of him, and I do think, oh, you know, I've I've watched lots of footage of him. I watched, I've seen, hated the documentary Todd Phillips, who's now gone on to make Joker and Old School and the Hangover yeah. films. But they, I love the fact that he went from making that to making Joker. So both of them were about just horrible malcontent sociopaths. Yeah. And I genuinely think some of hated worked its way into Joker. I think it actually Gigi Allen helped inform Joker. I have no doubt on that. Yeah, I mean obviously Joker was a lot thinner, but um mm-hmm. he yeah wasn't a drug addict. That's a singer. Yeah. <laughs> Bit funnier. Uh so and I've just I've just been fascinated by Gigi Allen as this bizarre figure but you see him on talk shows like Jerry Springer and Montel, did, uh, Arsenio Hall. Was he on that? Just um, yeah, all, all all the big ones. All the big ones. I, I don't think he was on there. I think he was on some like Sally, Jesse, Raphael, some nonsense. I don't uh, just being on there being a provocateur yeah, yeah that's it isn't it he's a prototype for the sort of horrible people that are quite common now it's just somebody that's guaranteed to make the audience loathe them yeah just whatever your um, morals and your opinions are i'm the absolute antithesis of that and whatever you're about to say i'll be the opposite that was literally that was all he was he was he's anti-authoritarian he was a misanthrope he was an individualist. Uh, he didn't give a shit if you lived or died. Didn't give a shit if you lived or uh, he lived or died. Yeah. And um, I think my interesting, I think my interesting question, but my main question of him is: in the world of punk, mm. do we act when people say stuff like this? Do we actually want punks who are being anti-authoritarian? Is there an element where we all kind of understand that as a, oh, yeah, that's your stance, but I'm sure you're pretty middle of the road on some degrees of things here. Whereas a G.G. G. just seemed absolutely bent hell for leather. He really was that kind of figure. Does the world actually need that in music? Or is it kind of like, huh, you're just a crazy man. Do I actually want to listen to you? And I say crazy man in terms of, I don't actually mean he was had any mental illness to speak of, just he was just well th- an egotistical think... prick. Well yeah, I think that's exactly what he was. But I I got the I get the very real sense that the only people that um claim to be Gigi Allen fans are people that admire his um well his stance and his Just how much he irritated people. I don't. I genuinely don't think that anybody could pop on murder junkies and and enjoy it, because it's it's rubbish. To be fair, he he definitely seems genuine. Yeah, he is. I think, which makes him slightly scary. But I think he was because I think he was probably very ill. He was. I think he was deeply damaged, and as a result of that, he became was an ill man who was indulged by. Like so the the I uh, messaged you, didn't I? There was mm. somebody was saying oh, I was absolutely, fantastic. We uh, we were at, in the uh, the record company, and a guy came in. And I said, "G.G., this is Mister Such and Such. He's just signed you," and he just got his dick out and took a piss. It was fantastic. Was it fantastic? or Was it awful? Was it <laughs> because I bet it really. Oh, please, allow me to give you some money and an opportunity. Oh, great, I'm covered in your urine. <laughs> Terrific. But, to be fair, that dude will have known what he was getting into. It's kind of your own fault if you... You know that guy we saw the other day shitting his own hands? Front... I don't agree with you, because I think by that token, you might as well say, oh, the police? Well, you don't join the police, you're going to be free, of you unless you want to be surrounded by criminals. <laughs> No, well, I quite sure it's the same difference. Oh, uh, it's your own bloody fault, mate. You're a police officer, you're gonna get lied to, aren't you? Gonna going to be dealing with some scumbags. But you're gonna have to do, you're gonna have to manhandle the odd nonce. But if you're buying someone in getting them a record, record contract because of their... This is how you their, view this is how you view a contract. It's a, no, because if I buy you <laughs> that's essentially what a record contract does. You're buying that personality so no one else can buy them, they're making money for you. But if you're Give me a record contract. You sound like human trafficking, though. (laughs) It's not the same. (laughs) Yeah, you really seem to be over-egging the pudding here what I'm trying to make. What I'm saying is... I will throw as many eggs as I goddamn (laughs) please in any puddings. (laughs) When you sign a record deal, a label is buying you as an image, your music, your style, so would it not be therefore seen that if you're buying into Gigi Allen, you could expect to maybe be met with a bit of... Over the top aggression. And he's not actually gonna be sat there and be like, you know, oh, good evening. It's a pleasure to meet you. Thank you so much for signing me. He's, you know, he's gonna uh, be but... he's gonna be an absolute Titanic prick. Well, yes, I just I mean, and in fairness, there is, it does come back to the whole authenticity issue because I think there are much to, you could be forgive your record company guy for ex- sort of expecting him to go. Oh, yes. No, no. That's me. Yes. They're the chap with the pooing. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I tell you what. We had an absolutely electric show of done the other day. It was tremendous. And then, obviously, walk on stage. You go, I've got a car got that house. <laughs> <laughs> That's why you should meet them before you sign a contract then. Oh, I also it's called like... due diligence, Adam. <laughs> I just feel like you're defending work. Work-based weighing, and <laughs> uh, I don't think it's defensible. Yeah, <laughs> he knew I'd get into. Right, so just for the record, as well, before we get into the kind of discussion about murder junkies. Uh, the version we're talking about is a 2003 version released by TKO Records. Uh, with this version, Adam omits his spoken word material. Oh no! I'm sorry. Yeah, that's the, that's the only version we could find on Amazon Music. I took me bloody ages to find a version of this album, because shockingly, uh, it's not streamed from in a lot of places. Do you mean TKO music aren't the juggernaut that I assumed they are? Surely they're a subsidiary of Warners or something? No, it's because it's run by a man who just gets pissed in his pocket all the time. He just just keeps signing all these people. (laughs) Oh, number one! (laughs) Yeah. soggy bottom Davies (laughs) the man doesn't have a pocket that's not been pissed in (laughs) it's the kindest thing I can say about him so one murder for the mission Mm. it's got a lot of energy and speed to it Adam okay Name a single song on this that you cannot say that about. Um, there is one. There is one. Um, I hate people. I hate people. <laughs> so, I think, let, let's just get right into it and give a flavour of some of mis- Mr. Allen's lyrics. <clears throat> Rape, kill and torture young girls and boys. Attach for math... No, sorry, attack the masses, execute them now. And you would have been forgiven, wouldn't you, for assuming those lyrics to be uh, to actually feature in the song Rape, Torture, Terminate and Fuck. But um, but no, he saved them for murder for the mission. I know, yeah, he feels like he's, he's shooting his load too fast here. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the, one of the kindest things you can say about him is that he had a creative furrow and he mined it thoroughly. Finally, murder the business corporate labels, murder the fans that feed their tables. So, hey everyone, it, hey, he's leaving no stone unturned here, we're all fucked. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Be it the people that make music, or the people that enjoy it, you're all worthless in the eyes of Gigi Allen. Oh, you, you'll, you'll all be found wanting on the day of reckoning. <laughs> yeah, so murder for the mission, I mean... In terms of Adam Again on our Bowie podcast We've used this phrase a number of times It's a statement of intent Yes it is And uh, what would you say the intent is Murder is the mission <laughs> For as he said Murder for the mission It's, it's, quite, right. it's, it's right there Later it's... today Adam <laughs> Pussy around it Yes I mean you You, you touched on the idea that he he might be considered something of a misanthrope. <laughs> yes, and I'm starting to get a sense of what you might mean. Mm. I think why why choose if you're a, if you are a misanthropic person why choose uh, a form of creativity that usually mm. invites you to be surrounded by people and for them to. Get some sense of enjoyment out of your music. Oh, um, because if he didn't have an audience, uh, who, 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 for whom would he shit on? Would <laughs> he not just go around shit quite literally shitting through people's postboxes? Well, that is the logical next step, isn't it? Hmm. If he wanted yeah. to get it out of it,
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. If you, or, if you or post them,
0: just go. If you, you want to. Spread the good word. Then, if you if you don't have an audience, it's got to be a postbox. Honey, we got another letter from that Allen. <laughs> <G. laughs> oh, honey, don't open it. Oh! <laughs> that no good kid. Allen uh, keeps it a- <laughs> defecating through my door. So, I mean, we quickly we quickly move on from murderers' mission. And I'm still I'm still questioning here, Adam, what what it, could he mean when he says, I love nothing. Oh, it's, it's a tender ballad. Mm. I In love no that. way. <laughs> uh this is the one I believe that um just has a guitar that goes and then he goes, I, I don't hate the guitar on this one. You know? No, and i got to be honest, I know you said the guitar sounds shit, I don't hate the guitar. If it, there's many other things on this to dislike, the guitar is actually very low down on my list on that. The guitar can stay. I would say that's damning with faint praise. It absolutely is. <laughs> but, and you could definitely tell at this point that lo-fi sound is definitely here to stay. It's it's anything, the raison d'etre of the piece. Again, describing it as a lo-fi sound is is a very kind way of saying oh now admittedly it was recorded for for virtually no money but I mean, and i i i don't mind a lo-fi sound i quite like it when something does sound almost demo-y or something it even peaks out at times if something's been recorded in a way yeah. where it starts becoming uh, distorted because it's actually been so high in the mix but i can cope with that i really can yeah. but when it's uh... done as an effect... Effect, not necessarily through, I don't know, ramshackleness? Well, you, you just like to think that it was either the limitations of the equipment or the technology or um, yeah, or it's been done with with some sense of, um, well, that it's been considered and mm-hmm. thought about rather than this. This sounds like ineptitude yeah, more than anything problem. else. Yeah, it, it, it sounds like nobody knew what they were doing at all. You just yeah. had a man who hit a big button with the word record on it, which again, I'm just going to assume he mashed with his palm. I mean, I've mean, i got to be honest, besides that button you put out, I don't think they had a budget for that size button. Damn! It's a big button he's, uh, he's imagining here. Yeah, like. big old button. Well, that's because and, there are no other buttons on said desk. <laughs> it's just a button. <laughs> record. Go! <laughs> I mean, We've uh, invoked the name of Ton Waits on pretty much every episode so far, but I do like the way he describes the, uh, you know, you can really tell a truly great song Because it doesn't matter what device You hear it through yeah. Whether it's through the best sound system in the world Or it's a tiny, shitty, little hamster-driven radio Which is just a speaker Absolutely a, great, a great song should sound great on anything yeah, And I yeah, kind of yeah. I, I prescribe to that um, What was my point again? Because yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't you know, go with this I think your point is that this fails <laughs> This fails the Tom Waits test <laughs> yeah. Well, it's, it's like the you, you, even if it was recorded this badly, it doesn't necessarily make up for the fact that there are virtually no tunes. Mm. And I'm not suggesting that it's got to sound like the Carpenters. I'm just saying there isn't a, a there isn't an honest to god riff or melody or yes there's, tune in would, the bunch. Yeah, I would say there's riffs, not necessarily melody. <laughs> Well, they're not, they're not good riffs, are they? They're not no, catchy riffs. No, they're very, they're very they're just, basic. They're like... That's <laughs> that kind of riff. Yeah, but even that sounds better than this. That just sounds like prototype cam. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I think at this point as well, it's worth mentioning um, his voice as well, his actual performing voice, we'll call it. It's its actually kind of annoying. Yeah. It's kind of nasally like that. <laughs> Yeah, so yes, uh, some lyrics for uh, I love nothing. Don't candy ass me with your cars and clothes. I should have cut your throat as the relation grows. And um, that that's not that that's not your that's Gigi Allen. That's Gigi Allen's prose. Right. Yeah. Uh, forgive me, uh, it is your you call a lot of people candy ass. Hey, candy ass motherfucker's going to get called out, yes? But the, the problem is, I suppose, that you spend most of your your, your life surrounded by candy asses. I know, I'm, I'm a glutton for them. Oh, I'm a martyr to candy ass. <laughs> Wouldn't you love it if you just... <laughs> OK, uh, song eight, I'm a martyr to candy asses. That's a surprisingly turn oh. from Hitch from Gigi Allen. So track three is... Uh, we're only on track three, everyone. Uh, 99. Stab wounds. It's very aggressive, this album, isn't it? This is one that just keeps repeating the phrase decapitation! Mm. Even though it's about stabbing rather than decapitation. Yes, so, (laughs) you know... Point against you, Mr. Allen. (laughs) (laughs) Funny love. By the time I'm done... Nobody will know. Your temple's administered 99 blows. The more I stick the knife in you, I'm happy to say... You get your... due. Yeah, that's... does not even rhyme anymore. No. Um, yeah, I've just written here. I like the unexpectedly positive, and I'm happy to say, you'll get your due. <laughs> because that was the letter he was writing to members of the anti-scene delighted to report I've been speaking to the the legal boys and you will all receive a handsome royalty from this my latest release Murder Junkies which I confidently predict will rocket up the Billboard Hot 100 I'm not hating the music on this though I just hate the lyrics and the (laughs) way they're delivered Oh I I don't I don't like any of it (laughs) Then we get the tender ballad, War In My Head. I mean, to be fair, War In My Head is probably the most um, apt song title so far. uh, Well, after I Love Nothing, because he was not a happy man. if I was going to give the closest thing to praise to this album. It's quite... Um, interesting if not haunting to actually hear in the psyche of a man who's clearly extremely troubled and yeah. this is the closest thing we get to him actually saying these are the thoughts going on in my head I mean the rest of the album is about violence and stuff but this one he's pointingly saying yeah this this shit going on in my head it's not nice is it <laughs> no it really isn't no no god it's awful I don't want to be in there I was amazed at the, the number of people that were just attached to him like in all that footage He's always got, like, a girlfriend, for example. Oh, yeah, you, you, you always you seemed to have a harem. And there, and there were just uh, this constant coterie of individuals, presumably very damaged individuals themselves, oh, yeah. that would just be in his orbit. Yeah, Why? well... They always look cold. <laughs> he often um, had girlfriends who were underage, Oh, did he? Which, Yeah, so when he appeared on TV, he was there saying uh, he was there with two girlfriends. I believe both of them could be wrong. At least one of them was underage. And again, I think that's part of his shtick of, hey, look, everyone, I'm dating a 16-year-old girl. How's that piss you off? Um, We're quite angered, but ultimately don't really care. It's up to the parents and yourself to deal with it. I am quite angered, but not perhaps for the reasons that you think. Um, (laughs) It. uh, it isn't my small-minded bourgeois mentality. It, it, it's mainly due to... Um, it's morally wrong. <laughs> mm. Yeah, I mean, because that's a child. Watching a lot of this footage, I just... I do... I mean, it's not just me being bourgeoisie and sad. It's just... I I actually feel a sense of sadness watching a lot of this footage because it's just like... Fuck. It, just, it seems like a really angry sad existence for a lot of those people involved because oh, yeah. they're, they're all on drugs i mean a lot of people can be very happy on drugs although yeah but that you didn't get the sense in any of the footage that i saw that there was a lot of joy in any of this no. you got the sense that this was anesthetic yeah no it's, it's all done for the aesthetic of some kind of scene to be true to it i mean one of the weirdest things is you can watch footage I think I mentioned the last episode but after his final gig where he bursts through the fire exit after they've been kicked out and he's basically rolling around the streets of New York I think it is bollock naked covered in his own shit as is his want. as was his wants he died as he lived quite literally <laughs> uh and then you can watch this home footage which is about 45 minutes long of just Gigi Allen and his or the satellites just walking the streets of New York, trying to find a cab, and just being followed by the audience still and people kind of, I think, mockingly shouting at him, going, Gigi, we'll follow you anywhere! And just people almost taking the piss out of this cult yeah. of Gigi. And, the people that were would slow down for traffic accidents, isn't it? Yeah. Um, yeah, there there's people quite literally there just beholding this yeah. like, they're not Bear, bearing witness. They're, yeah, exactly. That's the phrase. They are just like, "Fuck, that's Gigi Allen." Should we go look at him <coughs> and see <coughs> what Jesus. happens? And all they're talking about is how much he wants to get high, and they're just going to find someone's place to crash in. And at the end, and they get in a the cab, they um, practically assault the driver, who then get, tells them to get out. Then they finally get in a cab, and they greet me up late, and that's the end of the video. And I think it's. About five hours after that video is recorded, he died. Two so an overdose. Imagine waking up in your house and knowing that Gigi Allen was there. Mm-hmm. It's going to spoil your day. Secondly, do you hear about what he did after he died? What is uh, the, the instructions he left were? Well, I know he was buried in his jockstrap with like a bottle of Jim Bean. Yeah. Still they, like, wearing his leather jacket and still covered in the They didn't do anything he... to the corpse or anything. They just left it in the coffin and then they had a sort of party around it. So people are just posing for photos with it, yeah. Resting drinks on him, yeah. Uh, I think it is so unpleasant and ghoulish. Yeah, these, um, these people that were the, with this parasitical relationship to the, the a man on the very fringes of fame, vile. <laughs> yeah, everybody involved should be ashamed of themselves. I Hope they are. Yeah, that yeah, they didn't even. He still went into his coffin, still covered in his own shit. Yep. Uh, and then, yeah, I think there's footage of it in the, the film Hated, where they've just got his co- coffin open. He's just become a bloated corpse. And, and these juvenile people are still messing around with his dick in his jockstrap, like literally poking at it and stuff. God. And I think it is members of the anti-scene stroke murder junkies. You know, the funny fellow wears the funny glasses, has had, like the Groucho Marx little moustache. He's a hoot. Uh, yeah, all those. That's lot his brother, of- isn't it? Oh, could well be His his brother did have a a funny little hat And a stupid moustache They're like the male twins from Sparks They're nothing like the male (laughs) twins from Sparks They are nothing like the male The male twins are superb They are titans And they would never, ever, ever Release an album as badly recorded As murder junkies Okay, who else had Adam pegged as a Sparks fan? Everybody that's ever met me for more than two minutes (laughs) That also, for the sake of argument, knows who Sparks are (laughs) So yes, at this point, with um, War in My Head There's a real theme taking shape on this album, I think Did you spot it, everyone? (laughs) Yeah, uh, it's, 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 it's hazy, but it's starting to take shape. And track five coming right at the rear. Why don't you walk us through sister sodomy? <laughs> sister sodomy. <laughs> Why don't uh- we all hunker down, sit down round the fire and discuss sister sodomy? Up the back door, bitch. I dig your anal cavity. Your ass is my fuck. Only death is your reality. Jesus Christ. Death and defecation is then repeated ad nauseam. Oh, the... I mean, the... The, the twin through themes running through G.G. Allen's work. Death were and defecation. Death and pooing. Awful. There is that real thing here as well, though, again, that just... That's such childish thing about, isn't poop funny? Oh fuck off! No, I would describe it as a grim necessity. <laughs> it is very much the silent ordeal we all go through as a human race, isn't it? I, I we, would say we, we, we uh, shall not discuss. Yeah, the kindest thing you can ever say about it is that it is sometimes satisfying, and that is about it. You know, hey, the book's right. Everybody poops when they say yeah. things like. You Know the same sun shines down on all of us. They say, Hey, we all poop, everyone. We know how that goes. Mm. We've all got something in common, you know. Yeah, in terms, of, I mean, have you got anything else to say about sister sodomy? Charming ditty that it is. I mean, going back to the poop thing, was that Gigi Allen's real kind of teaching he was trying to instill in all of us? Honestly, Everybody poops. I would say no. I think he was just trying to throw poop at us I think he was just saying Okay, what is, what's the most Revolting thing I can do That doesn't require a partner On stage, because I don't want to share the limelight what is the, What's oh, yeah. the most Revolting thing I can do That'll that... really Shock those squares But I made him the most dangerous man in rock and roll Yeah, I certainly made him The least fragrant man in rock and roll The it's... least fragrant man in <laughs> rock and roll Awful Really horrible.
1: Oh, right. God, I
0: hate this so much. Don't worry. We're, we're going to chill things out a little bit now with a, a nice little beat called Violence Now. Now, what I would say is uh, when we were discussing doing Gigi Allen last time, I said there's going to be one or two songs that I am, at best, ambivalent about, and we've landed here we, here upon we it. Are. <laughs> because Violence Now... At least I'd really I'd quite like that, huh? Two, three, four bit. Violence and, like, now! Violence yeah. now! If it was delivered, if it was played by a more proficient band and sang by somebody that can sing, uh, then it would be, I think, an okay song. <laughs> so if it was Count Basie supporting Thanksgiving. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, if Duke Ellington had covered <laughs> Violence Now. A more proficient band. Thank you. Yeah. Oh, George Melly. <laughs> or even better, just Sparks. Just have them do it. No, there such- would Ryan's have been so much. No, Miles, no obnoxious piano constantly banging in the background. Can you just describe? I just used the word obnoxious with Sparks. You're a filthy bitch. Hey, I've been to a Gigi <laughs> Allen show. Of course, I'm filthy. So, yeah, I think violence now is all right. It's a slightly different vibe. Um, if only for the constant repeating of the re- title it gives it a yeah. different flavor. You don't constantly have to hear him performing because it's it's a gang shouting song. Everyone it's And it's mostly about assassinating the president of the United States, whoever he may be at the time or she. Well, I can honestly say that I suspect Gigi Allen would be indifferent to whoever it was. Yes, he just he don't, he wouldn't like whoever it was. Uh, except he might, he'd probably be more kindly disposed to the current president than. I would not doubt that. Was... And purely because he clearly, I think he wouldn't necessarily have any opinion on his policies or that thereof. I think he would more take up the fact that he's so clearly disliked by a lot of the type of people that Gigi Allen would also dislike. Therefore, he would probably be wearing a MAGA hat, smeared in excrement. (laughs) So, uh, yeah, back to Mr. Allen. Um, Rape, torture, terminate, and fuck. Speaks yeah. for itself, really, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. Like a dreadful recipe. Because really, m- musically at this point, there's very little to distinguish these songs. All you could really tell apart <laughs> is because <laughs> of the titles. Mm-hmm. Yes, it's almost like they're all the same song, but uh he's just <laughs> gone into this... Grab bag of misanthropy, and thought, okay, what do I hate in this one? Uh, is it myself or something about the establishment? And then let's pick a an awful buzzword, often rape, right, and pop that in there. What, what I think is um, the real linchpin of this song, though, Adam, is the way he structures rape, torture, terminate, and fuck. It's the and fuck at the end, indicating. Mm-hmm. But he has killed the person and then had his way with them. Oh yes, I don't think that's in question. The fuck, the titular fuck yeah. does come post termination. I mean it's it's the real kind of um short story cinch fair. That's the you know, forgot gotcha moment. Yeah, like, yeah, oh, it's like And then he fucks them. I mean Hemingway himself couldn't do better, could he? Yes. Yeah. I mean, really, without that fuck on Vn, the, the rape, torture, and terminate are uh, uh, merely window dressing. Oh, rape, torture, and terminate is it's just it's garden variety, Alan. That's just that's just you, that's violence now. It's just yeah. You know. And the stylistic choice of an ampersand. Oh, mm, that that came out of left field. He's not played around with that before. Awful, 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 awful. Is a lyric in the song rape, torture, terminate. <laughs> <laughs> uh, track eight Kill so, the police NWA said fuck the police But Mr Allen went one further And he said kill the police Yes yes, didn't he I would just like to say uh, Neither of me or Adam support for killing Not only of the police but of anyone Just, just putting it out there I, mean, I, mean, I, I don't think that um, That caveat needed to be stated But sure Sure. I know, I describe myself as broadly (laughs) anti-murder. I I think people get the sense of your quiet menace. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. When he laughs like Tigger. Yes, the satin threat. (laughs) Yes. Kill the police. Kill the whole force. Smash the system. Destroy the courts. It's or, just... or, or GG, don't do that and instead support them by paying your taxes. And of course, obeying the law. Support so the police. Some people so, might say I'm the real punk. <laughs> no, no they wouldn't. <laughs> uh, yep, this is basic punk music. Uh yeah, I mean, I'll be playing some of these tracks in the background, everyone, as we talk. So, you, you know, it's very hard to discuss the instrumentation. Because it, 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 there it, isn't it's, any. it's your real bargain basement punk music here. Yeah, it's the sort of punk that you might make with your friends in your garage when you, before you've learned how to play. Mm-hmm. Um, which, in a just universe, would never, ever mm-hmm ever see the light of day yeah these um, teenage daubings so yeah so uh next he uh continues with I hate people well I mean I, I think his feelings on people by this point are well known um he's not keen yeah I would say with I hate people uh it's one of the easiest songs to just remember off the album because it's one of the slowest songs because it's almost it's almost a dirge. This one, but yes, also isn't, isn't this the one that was recorded as a waltz? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, it's also like six and a half minutes long. Good God! I hate people. Hey there! I hate, I hate people. people. Oh, yeah. Yeah, his voice, if it hasn't been grating already, uh, it definitely does on this one. Oh yeah, sorry, it's over seven minutes, this song. Christ alive. I hate to socialize, I hate people. Give me a dark room, a bottle and a prostitute. I'll pay her a hundred bucks, 50 to suck her nasty rotten smelly cunt, and asshole, drink her blood, piss and shit. Ugh. Leave her alone. I hate you. <laughs> I hate everyone. That poor prostitute. Oh, Emily. Uh, Yeah, it's a a slog, isn't it? It really does. (laughs) I'm starting to lose the will of it here. God. I mean, Uh, okay, I'm just going to say tracks. 10 through 14, much of the same. Track 15, Outlaw Scumfuck, also dreadful. Do you have anything you'd like to add? Well, just, yeah, track 10 was My Prison Walls. Um, I actually quite like the riff and the drums on it. The drums kick spoke out to me, a bit primal. It's about his time in prison, everyone, and the psychological effects it had on him, which, um, if you want to know about the psychological effect, please see tracks one through nine. <laughs> Would we suggest that the psychological effects on him has been marked chiefly negative? Uh, track eleven, you get uh, "Violence Now" as a single. Hooray! The idea of this being released as a single is genuinely funny, and I love the idea they may truncated it for those, um, you know, notoriously sniffy <laughs> European markets. And of course. Because you're you're gonna need you're gonna want it to get lots of radio play, so yeah, you've got to you gotta trim it, it down. let trim it back, baby. Uh, track twelve, cock on the loose. It's like his version of Surfing Bird. It's it's the funniest title, cock on the <laughs> loose. <laughs> because what I prefer to imagine is that it, it's basically it's not about a penis. It is instead about a well-dressed dandy. He's cock of the walk. And he's and I, loose. Prefer, <laughs> I prefer cock of the walk as a title. <laughs> uh, yeah, the song's essentially about having STDs and um not, oh, just being a shame, to, isn't it? not being able to keep it in his pants. So he's just spreading it all around. <laughs> oh, bad cheekiness around. and he's a he's a getting the e. Oh, I tell you what, he used to chuck his shit everywhere and then give me the clap. Lovely. Oh, I mean, that's what Gigi actually stood for. Giant git. <laughs> he was a cheeky one, wasn't he? Oh, he's a cheeky one. Yep, 13, Laying Up with Linda. It's uh, more of a folk punk vibe, this one, everyone. Uh, of course it got, is. Yeah, it's, uh, it's a not-so-subtle murder ballad. And who'd funk it? It's not-so-subtle. Mm. Uh, Adam, you really, in your in your Hurry to get out of here. You really missed the crown jewel title here. Track fourteen. I wanna fuck the shit out of you. Now, do we believe that the title refers to the the vigour of the lovemaking? The vigour of the lovemaking. Or is the desired product of the frenetic lovemaking actual shit? Is basically Mike, is fucking the shit out of them a metaphor? Or mm. is it literally the desired outcome? Discuss I mean, Is it is it a required function because he has none left to give Adam <laughs> yeah, for, he's, for, he has. he's given everything he they were his along with the STDs, they were his precious gifts to the world. What what, what more can he give Adam? I've already given you chlamydia and hepatitis. <laughs> Maybe rabies. Probably. Uh, uh, yeah, again, it's done in a, a folk acoustic style, but we really couldn't care less at this point. I just want to get out of here. I want to, get, I want to leave this party. Ugh. It's not a party. It's not a party. It's not being played at any any party. And, as she said, mercifully, we're all shot in the head and allowed to leave with Outlaw Scumfuck, which is kind of like his acoustic version of doing Johnny Cash's Sam Hall. So mercifully, we can all go home now, everyone. That so. The, uh, all I wanted, Adam, was to bring something different to the party. Something you guys talk it. You've absolutely I, done that. Yes. Yeah, so I won't do that again for a couple. I might bring something I like next time. I so, mean, I've. I'm. I'm bringing something that I like. Right. Well, before before we spin that wheel, <laughs> shall, shall we? Adam, have you got a favourite track on here? Yeah, it's Violence Now because it's the one that I find least awful. Sure, why not? It's yeah, what about, now what now what everyone. about Violence you? Now, everyone—the single version, mind you. Violence Now. Oh yeah, because the other version—it's it's just too long, Mike. Yeah, it's, just it's coming just... in as it does at what, two and a half minutes or something stupid. Uh, I, you know what? I genuinely went in wanting to find something in this I enjoyed, and yeah, me too. I, apart- I would like to say that I did. I, I actually, I actively tried to go in with an open mind. I really did because I thought there is. There's got to be a reason that Gigi Allen is still spoken about beyond the, you know, poo throwing. There has to be a reason that this is this this man is still part of sort of popular music legend mm-hmm. um, but turns out, nope no, it's all it's to do with poo. the persona it's just, yeah, it's it's just to the do poo, it. really isn't it I mean, the only song I can remember outside of this album is Bite It You Scum that's it, For some reason that's the only one I can remember don't even know what album that's on um, yeah so I'm going to suggest, Adam, we don't continue playing this at the party I um, think that's absolutely correct I think J.G. Ballard J.G. Ballard is happy with us yep yeah he's fine with it good um so to find out who is bringing something to the party next week we're just gonna go ahead and spin that old wheel spin that big old wheel oh it's you next time oh Thank (laughs) thank god for that and adam what Tell will you be bringing to the party I pray to God it's having to lift the mood A bit well I, I, I Wanted something that was um, Markedly more melodic After um, what well, this um, And so We're going we're hot footing it To 1983 mm. Mm. And we're going to be listening to Marillion's script for a jester's tear oh, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah and it's great And the thing is in our other podcast I have said some sniffy things he about <laughs> about Fish and, and Mr. The, Fish. About and the title Script for a Jester's Tear. And I need to I need to atone, Mike. I've got to atone because it's such a good album. It's giving me some crazy eye here, everyone. It's really good, Mike. It was described to me, I say it was described to me, I think I read this, as what Genesis would sound like if Peter Gabriel had stayed with them into the eighties. And isn't that just an intoxicating prospect? It is. I mean, I've listened to the one Merillion album. Yeah, this didn't... isn't like. Oh, I didn't mind that one. No, touching at I... straws. Yeah, that's the one. I, I... that's got more sort of um, synth business in it. This yeah, is. No. Uh, this is. Uh, I would describe it as an album made by a band that were a bit in love with Genesis. Okay, Okay, right. Uh uh, And it's great. Particularly like the title track, which is like seven minutes long. And it's great. I will also enjoy how, when this episode list goes out, how we've gone from Gigi Allen, the anti-scene, to (laughs) Merillion. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) You Uh, look so happy. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> because it's just so lovely to know that I don't have to listen to Gigi Allen again. <laughs> and it, was just, it wasn't going to be that choice, to be honest. It was going to go with something else. Um, but then I was thinking to myself, what album do I want to listen to loads in the next week or two? And it's its, it's Marillion's first album. Uh, and to be fair, it has been one of those albums that has been on my to-do list for a little while now. So this this will give me... Yes, save it for next time. Uh, uh, it's great. It's brilliant. It's great. It's brilliant. <laughs> I was going to say, it's given me a good opportunity to go and listen to it finally, but now I'm not so sure. Yes, uh, it's great. So until next time, where we're discussing brilliant. thank you for attending another party, everyone. I'm sorry, it's been a bit... <laughs> <laughs> sorry. sorry about <laughs> the smell. <laughs> sorry about all that, yeah. 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 He shan't be coming back, everyone. He shan't be so if you want to keep up with the party in the meantime we are on twitter at party listen you're on facebook if you want to search for us at uh, listening party with adam and mike we're on instagram uh, you know which we post some nice pictures there not once in a while um we're on email at listen party gmail at (laughs) gmail.com right well thank you yeah so until next to the party where we will be listening to Marillions. yes we will what was it called again? I always forget the name. Of it. Script for a Jester's Tear. That's the one. Until next I mean, time. You've got God. a choice, Mark. Do you want to listen to the classic arrangement or do you want to listen to the remastered one which has got like eight extra tracks? One of which is nearly 20 minutes long and is about Grendel. It's called Grendel. <laughs> we listen to the original. We're purists. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Grendel's good. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure it is uh, Yeah I'll listen to it in my own time Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> this is, I, but that's the beauty of this project Is that otherwise you never ever would have listened to this album <laughs> You yeah, would I... have Like so many before you Like myself You would have written it off As being a preposterous <laughs> Endeavour And it is But it's so good You do sound like someone who's been an atheist their entire life And suddenly realised that God is good Yeah I saw the light. I saw the light. <laughs> yeah. All right, until next time, when uh, we'll have no doubt a distinctly more jovial Adam. Well, you know, I mean, I like the next one. Mm, that's good. I'm hoping it, I will too. It is a bit. It is silly in places. There's no good. getting away from it. I don't <laughs> mind that. But yeah, you know, I've never listened to it, so it's a new one for me. So I'm looking forward to it. Mm-hmm. So until until Meridian, everyone. We'll take care of yourselves and don't don't scum fuck outlaws or rape torture I just, I just murder and fuck give it a white give it a wide berth yeah take care y'all bye bye